I make $50 per head. I give the YMCA $29. The blinks right now, are, they're around $50 to $55 your cost. I think they retail for $80, $85. So I'm making about $50 a person. So if I get 10 people in my zoning fitness workshop for two hours, I make $500. So if you get five people, you know, you're still making over $100 an hour. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host, and as always, I'm very appreciative that you're listening. If you have been following the Indoor Cycle Instructor podcast for you know, probably the last year or so or uh, are an ICI Pro member, you've heard me advocate for a more simple version or a more simple system of communicating heart rate training zones to our customers, to our students. I've been a long advocate of the two-threshold, three-zone system where it is, uh, in my experience, just as applicable to a brand new student as it is to a training athlete. We have a low threshold, we have a high threshold, and we build zones around it. I also advocated, and I continue to, to try to come up with more of a standardized way for us to communicate heart rate zones. You know, we just finished our ultimate instructor class profile contest, and one of the difficulties we had both in judging and then as we went forward in recording and producing the winning submissions was everyone had a different way of communicating heart rate. And I don't see that that's good. So I'm going to continue to advocate for something easily understandable and yet specific enough so that it doesn't cause our training athletes, triathletes, cyclists in our classes to feel like we're dumbing it all down. So to that end, I have somebody joining me who's got a lot of experience introducing the zoning program, which is essentially the two threshold, three zone system. Not only has he had success in just using it from a class profile perspective, but he's actually making money on it. And so I want everybody to meet uh, Larry Russell, and he goes by Link. Link, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. One of the ICI Pro Conferences, you might have had a chance to uh, meet Link. He's that incredibly fit, good-looking guy that was wandering around the contest. contest or Thank you. Conferences. And uh, I know my wife enjoyed meeting you, and you're just a bundle of energy. Tell me a little bit about you, and first of all, where are you at? I'm in uh, Marblehead, Massachusetts, and uh, it's a coastal community uh, about 18 miles north of Boston. I've been a personal trainer for uh, 17 years, and uh, I've always been an avid cyclist outdoors and never really thought too much of so-called spinning classes. So 
until I was introduced to Tom Scotto from Stage 5 Cycling. And uh, five or six years ago, I got certified as an indoor cycle instructor it, because it became real that you could bring outdoor cycling indoors, and that's how I wanted to teach and train. So kind of fit into my profile. Now we're moving forward with zoning. Now, and you're one of the stage five guys. I know you're privileged to be out there and with that whole group. Get You guys go out and do a lot of outdoor stuff together too, don't you? Yes, I, uh, I ride with Tom. Um, you know, not as often as I would like, but we're, you know, contact with Tom Scotto and uh, Gene Nacy from Cycling Fusion. I've been to Pittsburgh and trained um, with them in their studio, um, along with Tom at studios in Boston as well. When were you first introduced to zoning? Uh, at the ICI Pro conference. It was at last September, October? Correct. Uh, so almost a year ago, and got my first Blink heart rate monitor, which came um, with the with that conference, and I took to it right away. The uh, heart rate monitor blinks, and the, the name blinks in colors of your zone, which I've never seen before, which I thought was amazing. Right. Oh, yes, I love mine. <laughs> I just, but I love simple. You know, I've got my buddy next to me with his altimeter, Garmin, and uh, mine just is changing colors as I ride along. <laughs> well, that's the thing about the heart rate monitor. Either you you buy one, and you use it a couple times, and you go, oh, I don't even know what all these numbers mean, um, or you get a you know the blink through the zoning program, and the colors kind of relate to your mood and your effort. Versus just a single number. Um, and so when you look down and you go, oh, I'm in blue, obviously it blinks in blue, yellow, red based on the three zones. Um, when you see the blue, you go, you know, I'm just cool. I'm just getting warmed up. And there's not a lot of effort here. And you can actually feel that in your body when you look at that color. So as the colors progress, you notice the change in the body. And those colors correspond as yellow becomes warmer. And obviously, third zone red is hot and hard. So um, you can tie your body to your heart and your mind, which is um, one more step in that heart rate monitor that you don't get with just a number. Exactly. And I can already hear you telling this to your class. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm passionate about it. Um, it, it. It's a mind and body thing, which I'm all, all about. Um, and we can get into it a little bit later about testing for your thresholds. But when we do the field testing, it really ties people to, you know, how you breathe and how you train. Without being intimidating. Exactly. Because you, can, you can't fake it. Like when I'm training, teaching a class, I, I point my blink, I put it on my handlebars and face my audience. Oh, I do the same thing. Awesome. And, and so when they, you know, I can't say, you know, all right, let's get into the yellow and I can't be in the blue. You know what I'm saying? I can't fake it. And no one else can fake it either because you see the colors blinking. And sometimes I've actually forgotten my blink and everyone goes, where's your blink? You know, so <laughs> they want to see the colors. They, they, right. So maybe instead of blink, Russell, maybe you should just be Larry Blink, Russell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So you so you you were introduced to the blink, and then at the same time, this you know this 
two threshold three zone system. Had you been training or trying to communicate, you know, a more complicated version of heart rate zones? I know. Well, let me step back. You're you're also a heart zone certified instructor, correct? Yes. Uh, I mean, it's it's similar. It's just the breakdown. Um, it's multi level in the five zone system. The three zone system makes sense in the fact that you know, working with Sally, and her explanation is, everyone knows what a threshold is, but we always tested for the second threshold when we didn't really understand that there was a first one. Mm -hmm. The second threshold was always kind of like, you know, just before you got into red, you know, out of breath kind of thing. And we always tested for that. And I, you know, we could do that in class. We did field testing. I've been doing that for, you know, four or five years now in my cycle classes. But what we didn't realize is that there was a, a first threshold, which we call T1. We always tested for T2. So T1, um, and Sally working closely with Dr. Carl Foster, who is an exercise physiologist uh, from the University of Wisconsin, um, past president of ACSM, and you know many, many years of studying. I think he's worked with Sally for 20 years on zoning and um, zone. Well, just the whole zone-based training, you know, Sally was really the, <laughs> the initiator of that long ago. Right. Carl kept saying to Sally, you know, there's another threshold here. There's not just this T2 or threshold that everyone spoke about. There's actually one lower zone that breaks us into three separate areas, which we call the blue, yellow, red, or easy, moderate, and hard. And everyone knows a threshold is like a transition from one room to another. You step over a threshold if you come into another room. So you know, the blue room is the first room. And then when you start to change in breathing a little bit, you notice that change. Um, it might be just a little bit harder to talk, but you can still talk. You cross that first threshold. Now you're in this yellow zone, which is another room. And things are changing physiology. You know, you're, you're getting warmer. You know, it's sustainable, but you know you're working. And then you get to that T2, that second threshold, you cross that, and now you're in the third room, and this room's on fire. You know, it's really hard to breathe. You don't want to talk to your neighbor. You're focusing on your workout, and you can feel that in your breathing, and you notice the changes in your body and how hard you're working. So you have those three chambers, but you, can, you notice when you cross each threshold, and that's what zoning's all about. And um, it, really, it really brings... Um, like I said, the mind and body into the color of each zone. And once you understand that and have had the field testing done, um, people can say, okay, now I know how I'm doing and where I am. Awesome. All right. But you decided to take this a step further. You know, you've got your own blank, but you wanted to bring this back to your students. First of all, tell me, uh, where do you teach? Uh, I teach at um, two studios. Um, one studio is uh, a fairly new YMCA, uh, the Lynch Van Ottoloo YMCA, which is in Salem, Marblehead, Massachusetts. And um, I teach at Energy Within Studio, which is a private small studio um, where we have 10 Cyclops bikes, which are bikes with heart rate monitors and power with watts. Um, so I've been power training um, for five years in, at that studio, um, which is nice because you can tie your watts 
to your thresholds as well, which is really cool to see. Oh, I can imagine. All right. So, so you wanted to bring zoning into your studio. Yes. Originally, um, when we first started, um, we did it in a five week program where it was one hour a night and a progression each night. Um, that was my first class that I had. I had seven people in that class. Okay. And just so, just so everybody understands so that, but you were charging them to yeah. participate in this. Um, for that class. Um, originally it was $159 per person and it came with the blink heart rate monitor, the blink one. There are two blinks. Uh, the blink one is very simple. Um, it just, you can program it for your two thresholds, which we can talk about later. Um, and it just has basically a, a watch and um, heart rate monitor. It doesn't record anything. So it won't record your how long you've been riding and how long you've been in each zone. Um, but it does have your threshold set in it, so it will blink based on your personal fitness level. Exactly. All right. And so, and that was a program that zoning had actually put together. We've talked before, uh, Chuck Alley's been on, and I think I talked to Sally about it as well, how, you know, they've been trying to create a turnkey program. They called it zoning in a can or still do, um, that, you know, so you've got all these resources. Yeah. So the and, package would be, um, it's 10 blinks is your initial order. Um, you get 10 blinks and um, you get posters and the wall chart. There's a wall chart, zoning wall chart for each color and explains each level. Um, and then obviously we have a um, ebook, a zoning ebook that you can send to um, all these students prior to um, the zoning fitness um, class. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also, I was going to just mention quickly, the Blink 2 which does the same thing that Blink-1 does, but it has a stopwatch and record, which you can start at the beginning of your training session, and that will record how long you've spent in each one of your three zones. So you play that back at the end and go, okay, I spent you know 10 minutes in, um, in the blue, 20 minutes in the yellow, five minutes in the red. What's your preference? For my teaching experience at the... You know, basically, people that are fitness people, the blink one is all you need because they come to class, they get to see how they're training for that class, they take the blink, put it back in their bag, and they go home. They don't want to think about it again. The blink two is maybe for the next level person who might do triathlons or, you know, training where they really need to record because they might be on a regiment. Um, but the blink one is... Um, simple and that's where i've kept it i've traded people up to the blink two that have come to me and go you know i understand this program um but i would like to record what i'm doing and it's very um i've only had two people ask for the blink two yeah that's kind of my take on it as well you know it's available but too much right out of the gate for the first time uh user and if you want to keep them using a heart rate monitor the blink one is the simplest way to go. Exactly. Okay. So you said you started with a five week program, but my understanding is that that didn't sell very well. Uh, it sold well. It's just that, um, I, I realized that all these students were already taking my classes and, um, they could move faster than the average person. And, um, each class was fun, but I, 
brought it down to three weeks, the next session. And then between Chuck, Callie, and Sally Edwards, myself, I said, I think we can do this in two hours. So what I've done now and... And just to explain, the two hours meaning you can do the full introduction concept training and have them ready to start zone-based training. I do a video conference. I mean, a conference um, using Keynote. I have a Keynote um, slideshow that I do. And I have everyone get their blink heart rate monitors at the beginning. We all get them set up. And we don't get their thresholds yet because we have to test for those. So in the first hour, we sit and we just you know talk about zoning, understanding the thresholds, where they are, the colors, and what we're you know, how we're putting this whole package together, how to program the watch. And then we spend the second hour in the studio on the bikes. And that's where we field test, which we can get into um, for an hour. And we get the initial setting for the blink in the um, classroom. Got it. So at the end of this workshop, your students have a a functioning blank that have their threshold set. So they're ready to go run, walk, take somebody else's class. Yes. Initially, I mean, if somebody right, um, you know, getting off the couch hasn't worked out in five years, um, generally we just test for T1. It's optional to go to T2, but most of the classes that I've been doing are students that I have. So I know that they've trained. So I do take them to T2 in the first um, workshop. What do you do when you, when, how do you set that upper threshold if, if, if you're only uh, testing for t- the low threshold, T1? Generally, t- T1 to T2 can be 20 to 30 heart rate beats. Um, so generally, what I safely do is add 10 points to their T1 and, not, that's, and let them go from there and then have them spend four or five weeks of just training in and around the T1, and then I can I will retest them for T2. Okay. Fitness base, and um, I find that we find that's the safest way to do it. Right, because T10 beats is going to undershoot them. Uh, absolutely undershoot them, and they'll know if they go t- over 10 beats, they'll be in the red, and that's to tell them to back off. You know, you spoke very earlier about that whole mind-body connection, yes. and my experience has been that you get people starting to, to, like you said, that transition and they're recognizing the, the feeling changes. So you're really teaching these people to sense these thresholds Correct. It's for the early person. And so when they have that experience later, when you're trying to help them understand T2, I, is that your experience that they're, they're more uh, understanding of that? Absolutely. And I had one um, student that after every cycle class, and she didn't take a lot of classes from me initially. And one of the other instructors, um, Beth Johnson, who owns Energy Within, said, you know, I want you to take this woman that comes to my classes. At the end of class, she has no energy. She's exhausted. Um, And I don't know what's going on. And, you know, I want her to take your zoning class. And I said, yeah, let's sign her up. So right out of the gate, I mean, she's in the red. Like, you know, we set a low threshold, but what happening was she was skipping, she was going from 
blue, getting on the bike blue, nice and easy. Next thing you know, she's in this red zone. And so she's like, I thought you had to you know, work hard all the time. And I go, no, you can't work hard all the time. I said, that's why you're, you're like, you can't get out of the class because you're so exhausted because you're training too hard, too much. And so once she understood and saw how the blink related to how she felt, she actually took the five-week class, which was great for her, because I told her for the first three weeks, you're not getting out of the yellow. I said, as, you know, as soon as you see a red, you back off the resistance, take your cadence down, you just trim it back. And so once she figured that out, she, you know, after the five weeks, she gave me a big hug and said, Larry, you saved my life. Because I had no realization that I was training too hard and not giving myself any recovery time and not realizing that there was a middle section that I, I find, John, that you, you probably notice this too, that when you teach a class, we as instructors have to set people up on the bike. We got, you know, a classroom going, trying to figure out, you know, exactly what's going to go on in our class. By the time we get on our bikes, people are already been warmed up five to eight minutes. And then here we are going from blue to red ourselves. So we skip this yellow zone as well, which is really where you know, the fitness happens, great calorie utilization and uh, for fat loss is in that middle zone that what I talked 20 to 30 beats of heart rate. So we as instructors can talk in the red, but it's not so good for us either. You know what I mean? No, exactly. We skip that whole aerobic base and development. I went really focusing and when I wasn't teaching my classes, I was spending a lot of time on the top of the blue, which is actually that transition to that first threshold T1 and in the yellow and building my base, which really helped me because as an instructor, you know, we're, we can train in the red, you know, for quite some time and not realize um, some of the damage that we might be doing and missing out on that really good heart based training. Or limiting our fitness going forward, I guess is, yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's talk specifics here, Larry. You know, you're doing this because that's your job and you're trying to make money at it. Right. All right. Uh, the, the Blink package, you buy at wholesale and you get reorders at wholesale. How much money are you making on a, a one of your workshops? Just so you understand, uh, what I've taught at the Y for these two-hour workshops, um, I charge $129. With a, the YMCA charges $129 per person. For the two-hour workshop, which includes the uh, Blink One and all the paperwork, like I said, you get the zoning booklet and you get two hours of understanding and training. And when you walk away from that, you can run your Blink. There's also zoningfitness.com, which can back you up on anything. Has plenty of information, and um, Sally also has published a book. I think maybe her 25th book on zoning. <laughs> right. But this one's specific to zoning, which really gets into more programming and training. So if you're a triathlete, you can move forward. But I make $50 per head. I give the YMCA $29. The Blinks package, I think right, right now, they're around $50 to $55 your cost. I think they retail for $80, $85. So I'm making about $50 a person. So if I get 10 people in my zoning fitness workshop, for two hours, I make $500. Not a bad afternoon. So if you get five people, you know, you're still making over $100 an hour. 
So it, you, you can start out with a small base in, within control because what I found is as the classes get bigger, there's always an issue with like one person with a blink, you know, once you get it. So that's why I always get them set up before we get on the bike because mm-hmm. it's, okay, here's your blink. You're pedaling the bike. Let's get it set up. It's like, you know, I'm not getting a heart rate or something. You know, people don't get them wet. You know, so we get everything set while we're sitting in a classroom and have to make sure everyone's functioning before they get on the bike, which simplifies it. Um, and that also came from my earlier experience doing the five-week program. Um, but once we get the blink squared away, um, we're off and running and, uh, it's a good moneymaker. Definitely is. I'm not sure. So, I mean, for either an instructor or as a, a studio owner, and I know everybody's looking for it and it's not one of those things where we're just selling something this, to our students. This is something that's incredibly valuable, isn't yep. it? And I've had follow up from people, um, you know, from last fall who are still in my cycle classes that's, you know, love it. Absolutely love it. Without it being intimidating or overwhelming. Yeah, and the other thing is being an instructor, when you get enough of your students blinking in the classroom, the training becomes easy because you go, you know, warming up, we're in the blue. Bingo, you're exactly right. You don't feel compelled to re-educate everybody every single class, right? And then so it's it's basically, not, you know, you should be at heart rate 120, you're at 124, you should be at 128. The blink is set based on your your level. So your yellow is your yellow. So if I say everyone be in the yellow, it could be you know a range of 10, 15 heart rate beats between each student, but they're working at their level at the same level. So um, you know a yellow class, you know if we're doing 20 minutes in yellow, you you know you can be pushing it. I can tell people to go to the top of the yellow just before your T2, and you know so on and so forth. But we're all working together. I can say we're, going, we're doing a four-minute climb. You know, we're not going to get out of the yellow on this climb. Second climb, we're going to hit the red for one minute at the end. You know, and so it's based on color, effort, and you know how you're training. I would think then there's a maybe I call it peer pressure. You know, if you've got people in your class that have not been through your program, and yet they're looking around at all these blinking heart rate monitors. I would think that that is a is a pretty good social proof that they too should uh, participate in one of your workshops. Absolutely, and when they see me with it, and like I told you one time, I forgot to bring it, and everyone's like, "Where's your blink? Where's your blink? I want to see your colors?" You know, so uh, they're very focused on it as well. It's really cool. I'm a sales guy, and I'm very focused on you know the what's next, and I've seen that as a uh, the failure maybe, or just a limiting factor where an instructor uh, wants to educate, but at the same time doesn't want to sound like a broken record to the same people coming to their class because they happen to notice just one new student. Are you able or do you have a, a workshop scheduled into the future so that in your classes you can reference that and say, you know, if you want to learn more about, you know, zone-based training, you know, you can, after class, see me, you can sign up for, you know, this yes. workshop. The YMCA also promotes me um, with posters, and I have them outside my, the cycle studio and up around the aerobics rooms, and they, they will do a zoning poster for me for free. But I do, I do announce it. Well, I'm going to have uh, a workshop at the end of September. I haven't set the date yet, but I've been getting people inquiring about it, and uh, hopefully... Uh, 
you know, things will cool down weather-wise so we can get more people in. <laughs> right. Early, it's tough in the summer. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, we're recording this. You know, you could be hearing this often in the future, but we're recording this here in the middle of uh, August 2012. All right. So, but your YMCA is actively working with you, which I think is incredibly important. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're totally in on it. And, um, you know, Sally being inducted into the Triathlete Hall of Fame and the zoning fitness program has a U.S. patent. And as far as I know, it's the only cardio-based system, not equipment, but just system that has um, been honored with a U.S. patent. I know. That's cool, isn't it? I know Sally's fought hard and long for that. Okay, so you came to them and said, I want to, I want to start to, uh, these workshops. Initially, they were five weeks, but now they're your you're, you're one day, two, two hour. Did you present it to them as, as, as in financially saying, you know, we're going to charge this and you're going to get this much, I'm going to get this much, and we're going to have happy students? Or how did, how did you do that? How did you negotiate that? My five-week program originally was 159, but that was, you know, that's five hours plus preparation, um, compacting it and getting it down to the two hours at 129, and basically I broke it down. I gave them a sheet, and it's just, you know, they didn't have to know what the blinks cost me. I just said, um, you know, I wanted $100 per head, and then the Y gets $29. And the but the financial part of it, the actual, um, the 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 customers paying the Y, and then the Y is paying you back the hundred. Is that how that works? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Basically, what they what, what my Y wanted me to do was to basically invoice them for the hardware, um, and then they paid me for my time. So it almost came out to be like I invoiced them for um, the blinks at eighty five dollars a piece, and then they paid me fifteen dollars a head. On top of that, but you know your profits built into the the blink. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, exactly. And the wise tax exempt, so there was no worrying about that. So it's basically they wanted a separate invoice for hardware, so that way. You... Yeah, they wanted to be able to expense that separately from your labor, right? I understand that. And your students, um, what was their experience when you tell them it's 129 dollars? Uh, do you have input as to? You know, some of their maybe early objections before they. No, they deal because if you if you deduct the eighty five dollars right from that, mm-hmm. basically have what forty four dollars or something like that. Um, what's it come out to forty sixty? It's, it's not much. It's like thirty dollars an hour for for them to take this course. Right, and and so you were really selling them on the programming and the education that they were going to developed from it exactly and everyone you know thought that you know harvard monos cost over a hundred dollars you know oh okay so you're covered <laughs> okay so you know what i mean if you yeah you can buy an inexpensive one for 35 which doesn't tell you much except you know your heart rate and it's based on maximum heart rate you know which we all know now is not the way heart-based training is taught it's not based on you know 220 minus your age because age has no you know, you can be fit at any age. And exactly. You can be unfit at any age. Link, did you get some people coming to you saying, well, I already own a heart rate monitor? Yeah, and I don't know how to use it, and it's in my bottom drawer of my dresser. 
Right. right. So did you did you tell them, yeah, you can bring your existing heart rate monitor, or did you insist that they get a blank? Uh, no, they. I mean, the program won't work with a, you know, a regular heart rate monitor. I mean, I mean, you can set the thresholds, but um, if you can figure out how to set it, exactly. Oh my gosh, I've had no shortage of experience with. I've spent hours on tech lines with Polar. Yeah, trying to. How do I get this thing to do what you show me in the manual or the picture? Mine, you know, when I teach the workshop is. Uh, first thing question I ask, how many people own a heart rate monitor? And, you know, everyone raises their hand. And then I say, how many people use it? No one raises their hand. It's not just, it's not a gimmick. The colors are the body, the mind, how you feel when you're training. And that's, that's what I love about it, you know. All right. And you're improving people's lives. Absolutely. And it keeps them using their heart rate monitor. That's the fun thing about it. Awesome. All right. Now, uh, Link, you and I are going to continue our conversation where we're going to talk about some of the specific programming you're doing in your classes. But uh, I want to end this part of it right now. And so uh, thank you for uh, participating. This has been uh, very uh, eye-opening, especially the financial part. I think for an instructor or a small studio that's looking for some additional revenue, uh, this could be awesome. So, Link, thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Now, with summer ending and our season right in front of us, with some additional revenue for your studio or maybe just a little additional income as an instructor, be of some interest, you can go to indoorcycleinstructor.com forward slash zoning. It takes you over to the zoning site, and there's information about the zoning can, which is the full turnkey package, everything you need to implement exactly what... Larry Link Russell's been doing at his studio. Doesn't take any special certification. Any indoor cycling instructor is going to be fully competent and capable of implementing this. It's going to take a little work on your part, but as you heard earlier, the potential rewards for both you, the instructor, your studio, and your students can be huge. Stay tuned. I'll be publishing the second half of this episode. Uh, here probably in September where we get to a little more detail on Larry's procedures as far as doing that first threshold discovery and help you to understand as well that, you know, how he implements this blue, yellow, red into his class profiles. Also, if you just search zoning at IndoorCycleInstructor.com, you'll find links to a number of other interviews we've done. I know we have a couple of audio profiles that are tied to uh, the uh, three zone system as well. So thanks for listening.